Hello and welcome to Bone Zone, the podcast where we talk about the show Bones and dudes we want to bone. This is one of your hosts, Jack Smith, along with my delightful co-host, Zen Lou. Hi, buddy. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. You know, literally every single time we start recording, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, oh, I should have thought of something to say in the beginning. Like, better than d- just saying hello. That's all you need to do. Because um, on the other <laughs> podcasts I do where I make Jason intro. Oh, yeah? He says all the things and I just say hi. <laughs> <laughs> literally every time we finish, I'm like, okay, think of something for next time. And I never do. Yeah, and then the minute fine. you start talking, I'm like, oh, I didn't think of anything. <laughs> It's totally fine. Just continuing to not meet expectations over here. You're meeting all of mine, if not exceeding them. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, okay, so we're almost at the end of season one of Bones. Dude, wait, how many episodes? I think we have like one more episode. Shut up. Okay, because this is episode 20, The Graft and the Girl. Or maybe girl. like two more episodes. I'm immediately Googling right now. <laughs> Bones season one has... I think it's 22, right? 22. Okay, so we have two episodes left. We have two episodes left. Wait, should we do something for the last one of the season? Throw a razor? It's been years. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the culmination of... Of a while. Just like the hours of ranting and raving on my (laughs) end. On your end, it was very sensible and rational talking points. Um, Yeah, like do we throw a party? Like what happens? We're going to have to find out. It depends on how the season ends. Oh, wait. Are we going to be on a cliffhanger? Do you think they die? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll have to think about it. Okay. I'll also think maybe we can do some fun kind of game or like a different type of hypothetical. Like something a little different just to commemorate uh, it's 22. Really less, it's really less about them and more about our achievement oh, right, right, of right. having watched a full season of a show. Oh, absolutely. To be clear, this is all about us persevering against <laughs> all odds to rewatch we the are first brave. 22 episodes of this shit show. <laughs> that we also love? That we, yes, that we love. To be clear, we very much love. <laughs> I don't think that's really been it made clear, to, to be honest. It turned to something else, I think, pretty quickly. <laughs> It turned into how did this get made bones edition. Yeah, basically. Very quickly. From minute one. one. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. We didn't understand what we were getting into, but we we are heroes. We're here and I'm enjoying it. The Graft and the Girl, Bones Bones season one, episode 20. What do you even say about this episode? (laughs) I will say I didn't really find anyone i don't think horribly offensive or annoying yes agreed and like people are starting to gel a bit more especially like in the lab between like hodgins angela yes. and zach the little zinging, like, the little, yeah it's yeah. a little, like more supportive environment mm-hmm. as opposed to being like get out of my way mm-hmm. so i enjoyed that in terms of like the number of times where i'm like what did he just say yeah did he just say that there was only like one or two times yes. where i was like that was weird but it wasn't like to the normal level of I'm enraged. It was more it wasn't just like, like that hey, was check out this voodoo. And right. Like, oh, boy, guys. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely more just like, I feel like that's a strange thing to have said in that moment. I wouldn't have said that. I would have written that differently. But yeah, all very forgivable yeah. offenses, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can still continue to have a relationship despite it. Yes. Um, and this is a bit of a different episode, which I didn't hate, to be honest. It was, I'll, I'm 
happy to have things change up a little bit. Yes. Um, and it starts off with uh, Bones Booth and uh, Angela walking in a hospital corridor because they have to present some evidence that they found on a case um, to the deputy director of the FBI, something Director Cullen. Cullen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like... <laughs> Why they wouldn't have asked this sooner, I don't know. Yeah. But they're like, why are we in a hospital? Why well, are we in the, like, children's oncology unit at a hospital? Literally like, the first line is Angela being like, are we in the pediatric oncology ward? And I was like, my heart sank. I was just like, <laughs> no, this is going to be an episode about child can, cancer. Just because she can draw doesn't mean she can read. <laughs> Those signs were tough. I just was like... Here's the thing. It's been a tough week for me. And yes. you know this because you've been right by my side listening to me <laughs> rant and rave this whole past seven days. You were very and justified. So it's fine. I was just like, all right, let me just watch this episode of Bones where like a guy's burnt up body gets found <laughs> in a car. Ha 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 ha. Hilarious. <laughs> and then to have it open on a pediatric oncology ward, I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as you said... So they're meeting to talk to the FBI uh, deputy director, um, and it turns out that his daughter, director uh, Cullen, his daughter has lung cancer, mm-hmm. and Bones, un- rightly so, I feel like points out like, oh, it's really odd for you know a fifteen year old yeah. girl to have lung cancer, which I feel like anyone with yeah who exists in the world would be like, oh, that is odd. Lung cancer is not a cancer for teenage girls, no. and it was also mesothelioma, which bones brought up was like that's usually something you get from asbestos exposure so unless she spent you know a large part of the 70s and 80s tearing down (laughs) houses like why does this girl have mesothelioma (laughs) um so bones even though of course and also understandably booth is like let's not get into their business right that's not why we're here very reasonable response please don't ask my boss about his daughter who was dying of cancer yes um, but also, why would you talk about it in the room? Like, he was like, can we go inside? Like, no, just go to like a, a room somewhere else down the hall. Well, but, oh, because when they wanted to talk about the case, like the whole yeah. reason why they were there. Yeah. yeah, it was weird though, right? Because I feel like um, Angela and Bones were like, uh, do you want to have this conversation here or should we go elsewhere? Yeah. And then Director Cole was like, no, this is fine. And then his daughter, Amy, was even just like, don't worry, I'm used to it. And I was like, ooh, look at that sass. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So... Amy, this doesn't play a huge factor, but uh, Amy is an artist, and they're... (laughs) What do you mean it doesn't play a huge factor? It plays the hugest factor. The fact that she's into art? For Angela, that's all she did this episode, was bond with her over this. In terms of, like, moving the platform. Oh, no, no, no. It's mostly just a a vehicle for us to cry and feel sad about the fact that she's dying. Yes. Yes, correct. And a a reason to have Angela even there. Actually, can I just say, and this makes me a huge bitch, but... (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to caveat it. But, like, so she's, like, sketching with, like, colored pencils and stuff, and Angela goes over there like, ooh, what's that about? And so, for whatever reason, she takes one of this girl's landscapes back with her to the lab and, like, puts it on the computer and projects yeah. it up and so Hodgins comes up behind her to, to like talk I, I'm just skipping ahead but he comes up behind her to like talk to her about the case and he sees the blown up picture the girl drew <laughs> on the computer say. and he's like oh Monet and I'm like what <laughs> like the picture was great she I'm sorry picture sounds so condescending the sketch the drawing whatever yeah. it, the illustration was lovely it was what I would expect a 15 year old girl yeah. to sketch it was not a Monet, and I just really want that to be clear. So I don't 
don't know if Hodgins doesn't know art. Maybe. Um, I just was very confused by that. I mean, this is where the girl dying from cancer at age 15. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. She's a shit artist. She is no Monet. Here's the thing. Before you said that, that was where I was going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are two bitter women. <laughs> I, as someone who doesn't know, who enjoys art but doesn't know it, and if I'm Hodgins in that situation and I see Angela looking at art because mm-hmm. she's an artist, I would assume, even she if it's it. not great, yeah. I don't have an eye for it. So it probably is like a you know good artist. And because it was kind of Monet ask maybe in just like the subject matter the landscape like a landscape with grass and flowers or whatever like okay i'll let it slide Look, i i'm obviously gonna let it slide because otherwise i'm a monster but like yeah the thing is the sketch of her parents that she was doing after oh yeah later in the episode was very good yeah i was like why are we talking about that one no they Instead picked of the, the one flowers. that was super basic and yeah. then they like, kept going back to it and like Angela kept staring at it periodically throughout the episode to help signal to us that she was pondering life and death and you know somebody dying young but the injustice yeah yeah. just another one of those moments where she's just like what does it all mean but um yeah okay look I didn't need to get so upset about it but it just really (laughs) was like what aren't you like a bajillionaire like haven't you seen art like what yeah but that doesn't mean that you have an eye for it and like understand. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You can just buy it. And maybe I'm an asshole. And like, wouldn't it be hilarious if Monet did like the exact same scene? <laughs> like maybe like in a later period yeah. in his later years, he transitioned to colored pencils. Or that was and just like, how he drew when he was yeah. 15. Yeah. Any of those things potentially. So, so yeah, they're, they're wrapping up these details of this case with yes. Dr. Cullen. Um, Bones is Angel- asking. Ab- sorry. Oh, no, go for it. Bones is asking about kind of the situation and um her diagnosis Mm -hmm. and it turns out that um amy the daughter she was snowboarding and she (laughs) snowboarded into a tree (laughs) (laughs) um and so she had to get a bone graft Mm -hmm. um and so that kind of has a light bulb go off in bones's head and she ends up taking uh, Bo, um, Amy's x-rays back to the lab and kind of has everyone look at them. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, great. I actually really like that part because I'm I'm on your side here too With where Booth understandably was like, can we please not grill yeah. my boss about his dying daughter? But like she was asking really logical questions. Everyone, like the parents were just like answering them like, yeah, I know, it's weird, right? Yeah. And then like she immediately was able to figure out like, maybe let's check out this bone graft. Totally. I mean, of course it was just laid out like that because it's Bones, a TV show, and of she course. has to be able to figure out the mystery. But, but at least she, unlike her, in earlier episodes where she asked really, like, even if the questions she's asking are good, she asked the way in which she asked them yes. is horrible or they're overly exactly. invasive or awkward or whatever. They were, it was like, she was just having a normal intellectual conversation with And people. oftentimes, too, like, is not even just the tone, but, like, sometimes the suspension of d- disbelief that's, wait, suspension of belief? disbelief that's required so like sometimes they jump the logic a little right. bit too much and you're right. kind of like how did this team even get there right like it was all logical she was yes. just asking about uh medical history like mm-hmm. wait did anything happen has she ever been injured and then they like oh yeah the bone graft is the obvious thing so yeah she takes it back to the lab they look at it it looks like absolute shit like which like none of the other doctors in this hospital that's noticed. the thing um i mean like i have never 
been an orthopedic surgeon. Same. I don't know. Maybe when you're just like grafting bone, you can't see just visually with the naked eye if it looks weird. But I would argue that the the way that they were showing it on the x-ray, it was like literally like Swiss cheese. Like, how do you not notice I that? I could come off the street and if you showed me that x-ray, I'd be like, that part's not right. Yeah. Well, you know what's even more... Um, illogical about it even if during the surgery they didn't realize surely in follow-up following her surgery they'd be doing follow-up x-rays and they would theoretically be immediately noticing that that bone looks like shit yeah so even if it wasn't obvious to them at first they should have seen it later you would think i mean yeah well okay so there's the one moment where we have to pretend like but you know what there are shitty doctors out there so that's also true um so yeah so they realized like this graft doesn't look right so Mm -hmm. they go to talk to this orthopedic surgeon who did the surgery on amy to be like hey did you notice how this graft looks very bizarre Mm -hmm. and she basically eyeballed it and said based on the level of like osteoporosis she's estimating this actually came from a 60 year old person not Mm -hmm. like a 25 year old donor which is what the hospital had claimed and the ortho um, that they talked to they really leaned into the whole stereotype of surgeons being More raging assholes. frat boy assholes which yeah. i thought was kind of funny because like somewhere in their conversation where she's asking him like what's the deal with the graph like did you check it out and he's like um that's not my job and and he like calls her miss brennan or so, i don't know yeah, what he calls he her miss instead of doctor which, yeah like there's no way i don't think for him to know that she's a doctor i don't but, know if she like maybe introduced herself but yeah. then booth is like um dr yeah. brennan to like help her out and yeah. then he's like and then the ortho is like oh md or phd and she's just like phd and he's like yeah those who can't do do research yeah and i was he like was okay just an incredibly rude <laughs> asshole but it was like so exactly what you that's that's the kind of personality that i have experienced in my life before and oh, i'm just like oh yeah yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, no, I don't care. It's just like kind of funny because just PhDs can sometimes also have. I mean, I think a lot of MDs are dumb, too. <gasps> don't tell anyone. Yeah, they're dumb people in every facet of yeah. life. Yeah. Someone has to be at the bottom of their graduating class of medical school. Yeah. Anyway, the secret's out. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, they go to talk to the ortho and he's like, this is my responsibility. He's like, I just do the surgery, guys. Which also fair. Totally fair. But he didn't have to be a jerk leading up to that. I would have taken that answer happily and been like, okay. Exactly. If you'd just been like, wow, that's concerning. That's weird that the graph looks like that. I didn't notice anything when I was doing the surgery, but maybe I wouldn't have because that's not really my purview. And he was basically like, listen, every graph we get is supposed to be tested and irradiated to yeah. make sure it's like safe and healthy. And then he was just like, go talk to the transplant coordinator who like sources all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So he like punts it off of him. Um, they find out that um, they talk to like the administrator who is in charge of getting those um, tissue donation things. Um, and they work with a company called Biotech Tissue Services. Which I was like, great name, guys. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, that's where my notes pretty much end for that. Uh, and then I just wrote, Hodgin is, is still into Angela and does what I call little mini flirts. Ooh, maybe. Oh, I don't know exactly. What, there's something I think towards the end that I noticed that was more obvious, but I don't think I noticed the mini flirts. Just like cute little smiley interactions. That's just like, oh. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. 
just really it's just him being a nice Laying person as opposed to her as opposed to like leading up to this where in most episodes he was a jerk and just being super gross and like yeah. either yeah didn't interact with her much at all or was only talking about other women and, yeah. yeah and being gross like it's like oh you're noticing her you're having lovely mm. nice interactions you're right this is the part where you can tell he's definitely developing a crush on her yes it doesn't seem like she maybe totally notices it yet she's just like appreciates like a little bit of attention Niceness. but she doesn't yeah. think anything of it really yeah i think that's definitely just, accurate. just laying that groundwork i think in this general period of the episode because <laughs> also my notes were pretty light yeah but yeah so like they the the transplant coordinator is like i don't know go ask the tissue bank yeah um and in the meantime they get a biopsy of amy's bone graft mm-hmm. and they go look at it in the lab and, and and bone says the graft is riddled with cancer i'm sorry i shouldn't laugh at that but i laughed are you okay she's like Look at this. The graft is riddled with cancer. I'm sorry. You've had a long week. Uh, Maybe. Is this inappropriate? You might be a psychopath. I just, it was such a crazy thing to say, I thought. Okay, so there's cancer in the graft, guys. Surprise, surprise. What else would you say? (laughs) I just, I wouldn't say this is riddled with cancer. I, I feel like that is almost a jokey phrasing. I would just be like, oh, there are mesothelioma cells in this graft. Like, you know, like, just say it as it is. I wouldn't be like, this is riddled with cancer. Oh, I feel like I've heard that before. I think it's the use of the word riddled, because I've only mm. ever heard that in, like, a joking context sometimes. Oh, oh I don't it seemed know. very, it didn't even, like, yeah, oh, sure. I just laughed immediately. Because <laughs> how else do you express that, like, the cancer has, is, like, super intense? Oh, I just be like, this bone graft is completely overtaken by cancer cells. This is just, there's tumors here. Then her cancer must have metastasized from here. You know what else you could say? <laughs> it's, it's riddled, riddled with, with cancer. cancer. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> it's slightly more colorful terms than usual, but I support it. Um, so they confirm it probably came from someone in their 60s, definitely with terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. If it's in the bones, that's no bueno, my friends. Um, but yeah, they bring their findings to director Cullen, who I was just, I, this made me so bummed. Like as much as I know they were playing the emotion card so hard, it still got to me every time. So they like bones goes to director Cullen to be like, we confirmed there's cancer in the graph. Like we need to look into this. And director Cullen very nobly, I guess you could say is like the FBI isn't my personal police force. This isn't an FBI case. Like uh, tell the CDC, um, but, you know, of course, Bones and Booth are like, no, we're getting justice. We're going to find a way to make this an FBI case. Um, presumably, many other people could have received graphs from this same ill donor. So they're on the case, guys. So I have a reaction to this the way you had a reaction to Riddled. Oh, wait, the, my personal police force thing? No, that I very much appreciated. He was a very reasonable lovely character to be honest yeah but when they're telling him about how the bone was riddled with cancer (laughs) he asks if the bone was quote expired (laughs) and i was like i did not sorry you don't get to be the head of uh like the one of the world's largest like government agencies and ask a question like if the bone was expired oh my god like a like gallon of milk yogurt yes like no 
So I was like, oh, Lord. But I did not catch that. That was the only silly flub. The rest of it was perfectly fine. You know what? Good ear. And I'm sure I would have been like, what the fuck if I had heard it? <laughs> um, okay. So that's when Angela, as we Ugh. mentioned, enlarges Amy's drawing. And Amy asks about the Louvre. And whatever. There's this, you know, the whole through line here, which the minute Angela noticed her drawings, I'm like, we're going to spend a lot of time with Angela and this girl. Yeah, and I are. was kind of like uh, rolling my eyes a little bit. Um, and there was this, this annoyed me a little bit because I was like, you shouldn't say this to a person fighting a terminal illness. But like basically exactly as you said, Angela's like, oh my God, your art's so great. And I think the girl was like, my favorite artist is Rousseau. And then Angela's like, oh, you know, who has a lot of Rousseau paintings? The Louvre, have you ever been there? And this girl's like, no. And it's kind of a sense of like, she knows she maybe never will. Um, And then Angela is kind of like, trying to encourage her and be optimistic, I guess. And and the girl's just like, maybe you can just tell me about it sometime. And Angela's like, no, you'll go there yourself. I know you will. And at first I was like, stop it. But also, secondly, like, you can jump on a flight to Paris in six hours. You can get there. Like, I don't know. Neither of these situations are insurmountable, I guess, is my point. And I was kind of like, I don't know. That was like a real through line for this episode. And they really wanted to make it an emotional thing where they keep coming back to this touch point of like, you're going to get to go to the Louvre or, oh, maybe you'll never make it to the Louvre. So let me try to recreate the Louvre for you. And I was just like... It's D.C. I'm sure there are lovely art museums there. She can hop on in a car on a train and go to New York City. There's she, great art museums there. I mean, she could, but if she's receiving treatment and stuff, I'm sure she's not feeling great. So, I mean, spoiler alert, she finishes treatment at the end of the episode. Like, she's not going to drop dead tomorrow. She can go do things. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, that's not how, cancer doesn't kill you immediately (laughs) like you can still do things yeah but if she's like feeling very weak or something from whatever treatment she's receiving might be tough to shuffle not today not now but like at the end of the episode you realize the last treatment they tried didn't work didn't work yeah she will i mean like yeah she might pass away in a few months depending on how aggressive it is but it's it she's not going to be dead in two like she'll probably it'll take a little while for her to get back her strength and then like yeah maybe she'll always be a little fatigued and like certainly feel not excellent but like this is not a dream that's I guess what I'm trying to say is like she can go still do those things you're a tough crowd man (laughs) I just well it was just frustrating to me because I'm like you're trying to like wrench my heartstrings and being like she's gonna die I'm like stop like Stop being like, you'll go there yourself. I know you will. And then also being like, you'll never get there because she's going to die tomorrow. Like, you can't do both things. I don't know. Okay. I think I get just annoyed, clearly. I had the same thought of, like, she could potentially still do that. But it's just such a, like, that's like a whole other trope. Like, the child with cancer that's just, like, a hero and so strong. Like, it just, it drives me insane sometimes. Because it's like, it's not any real genuine, like, I mean, it just, it feels like for emotional manipulation. It's not because you're trying to be like thoughtful about that experience. And as like, if you cry every day, that's totally fine too. Yeah. 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 And if you don't want to do anything because you're fucking depressed and whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But just like. That is more than reasonable. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so apparently I had a real problem with this girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meh. I was, I had similar thoughts of like, she could do it. Yeah. It's not, yeah, like she's not going to die tomorrow. But then again, I've never had a child who's dying. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, definitely not trying to suggest it's a really easy, great time. It's just like, <laughs> it was purely for us to be like, Angela is so great. This girl's dying so we can show that Angela is incredible. And I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Is it that Angela is incredible or just showing? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. it. This felt to me the same way Hurricane Katrina felt in the last one. I'm like, stop using someone else's very uh, real and serious thing yeah. as a mechanism for you to show how great your characters are and how thoughtful they are. Like, stop this. Okay. Yeah, just my take. Fair. Very controversial. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Booth and Bones go to that biotech office and it's completely empty. Um, <laughs> it turns out the company went out of business two years ago, um, despite the fact that she received the bone graft a year ago. Um, so they go back to the hospital, um, and the assistant, oh boy, it was the assistant to, assistant yeah, Combs. Assistant to the transplant coordinator. Yes. This Asian lady. Whose yes. name I never caught. Combs. Uh, no relation to Sean. Sean? Yes. <laughs> He's the only to be person. clear, if you were wondering. Yeah. Um, so she gives them a name of another person who also received a do- donation from that same donor. Um, and they find out that this person also died from lung cancer and it was like a younger woman. So they exhumed the body. And they find out that the, that transplant coordinator took a bribe in the past. Uh-oh. Um, so, also, I just, like, that guy had a terrible haircut. <laughs> the transplant coordinator? It was awful. I mean, he wasn't an attractive man. And yeah, maybe the haircut <laughs> wasn't doing him favors, but I think I was just overall meh about him. Yeah, I just, I felt bad that they gave him such a terrible haircut. He just felt bland and beige to me, so I was like, all right. Yeah, like, despite seemingly being a major player in this he ended up not really being which yeah. fine red herring we all have those right but like the haircut was <laughs> <all> have those. <laughs> the haircut was rough i i don't even know that it registered for me it was like um uh, halfway to being the like george clooney caesar haircut but like not quite and it was just all a mess so anyways they find out that there are like 13 people who received parts <laughs> Uh, Part. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of people had died mm-hmm. and now they found out that um the one person was like in virginia or something so it goes across state lines so now booth can get the fbi involved mm-hmm. um and i liked booth's ties this oh. episode there's one that had like a cool shiny bit and he wears like skinnier ties which i'm a fan of you know, I realized as you were talking about stuff like his haircut and boots ties, like I think part of the problem why I was missing some of these visual things is because I was also online shopping while I was watching this <laughs> episode. <laughs> and 
I apologize. I apologize to you, my co-host. I apologize to the listeners. I let everyone down. This is my for? official apology. Um, you know, just some stuff I received from Amazon lately wasn't what I expected. I was looking for like a letter type organizer that I can put on my wall in my office. Oh, cute. And I just wanted like a nicer, smaller one. So that's what was grabbing my attention. So much so that I almost missed a giant honking fucking necklace from Bones. And then I the glanced red one? up. Yes. The red one with the giant like square pieces. Which, uh, I like the red beading and yes. stuff. But like the giant chunk at the front and then like the other things on the side. They had nowhere to go. No. They were like <laughs> fighting with the neckline of her shirt. They were like f- yeah. fighting for space on her like chest. Yeah. It was, it was great. But I like glanced uh, up and I was like, whoa. And I rewinded 10 seconds to be like, how long has she been wearing that thing? <laughs> she wore it for a while. I did. She had a shirt that was cute that was like dark blue, but it had like red buttons. And I was like, oh, that's oh. a cute shirt. That's good. I was okay with some of the outfits. Um, well, the one thing I was going to say, too, was hmm. in that whole conversation about like, yeah, finding more bone grafts. They had like looked around for area hospitals who had done bone graft surgeries in the last year as well. Um and they had like I think they initially just found one woman maybe in even in the same hospital yes. who had gotten bone graft around the same time and they like confirmed that she had already unfortunately died from lung cancer mm-hmm. so Zach starts rumbling rambling and like riffing on the phrase when your number is up for some reason I don't know if you remember this yes I do and he just kept going on and on and, and he just kept saying weird stuff like why what does that phrase mean and Booth is like he turns to, to Bones and he's like, how do you listen to this all day? And Bones just says, I find intelligence soothing. <laughs> and I just laughed because nothing that. that he said was intelligent. No, no, it was it just wasn't. literally it repeating himself. It was just himself. a classic Zach not understanding the world yeah. situation. He's like, huh, this phrase is weird and just repeating it. Like you could just Google it, you dummy. <laughs> I just didn't even think it was of all the weird like what is it idioms or whatever in the english language is that one the one that he can't wrap his head around as a purported genius i mean that's fine i would yeah i was but i was with booth on that one (laughs) and then to have bones categorize it as intelligence Intelligence. that she found soothing i was like you mean the ramblings of a crazy person i feel like she just meant what she meant was i appreciate curiosity (laughs) <laughs> not like that's kind that's generous <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that i thought was really weird is that like like you said they found they they searched the whole dc area hospitals to see like okay people getting bone grafts in the last year mm-hmm. and how many of those got lung cancer blah 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 they end up um like finding a couple like you said like what is it 13 mm-hmm. and then they're like oh this is a serial killer case yeah so they start calling the donor a serial killer and mm-hmm. i'm like he didn't do anything to anyone. He died. <laughs> and then someone took his bones and gave them to other people that they shouldn't have. Yeah. The, they called the wrong person a serial yes. killer. He didn't intend to no. kill multiple people. He was just people. a little old man. He's just, he's a victim in all of this too. Yes. Um, so they put together the donor's skeleton based on, I guess, scans of everyone who received a chunk. <laughs> Um, and they're trying to get to basically like parse out any details about him so that mm-hmm. Angela can have a purpose in this episode aside from tugging at heartstrings. This one was the one of the worst defenders. So they folk they bring up anatomical factors and core anomalies mm-hmm. for right, Angela to draw. Him. 
that's absolutely correct. I had to write that one down because I was like, ooh, 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 that's juicy. <laughs> they look at his bones and Zach and, and Bones kind of riff on it. And they're like, well, he's male and probably kind of stocky, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently that's all the data you need. Yeah, to, you know, pull up a very specific face. Yeah, she literally like puts it into her computer with all of her anatomical factors mm-hmm. and core anomalies and spits out a literal photographic quality yeah. image of a white man wearing a plaid shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't do that? Your computer can't do that? Your My MacBook Air can do that. Easy. They, easy they can even dress him? Yeah. They can even put him in an outfit? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a construction worker, but that's what he wore on the weekends. Unbelievable. I loved it. <laughs> I knew you would. I laughed so hard. <laughs> And then uh, Hodgins does something with particles or whatever. Uh, Shit. He said libs. And I was like, is he, he, said, is he saying libtards? <laughs> like lib? He said libs. And then they said the acronym. And I was too lazy to pause it and rewind and Girl, figure out what it was. So I just kept person. on going. I just heard it. And I was like, I know that stands for something. And I just moved on. And he said it. But I was just like, yeah. whatever. It just um, helped him figure out something about like where they lived. Right. Because the yeah, water. He was able he was to drinking. narrow it down to three old men. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He was able to narrow it down to three old That's men. what I wrote down. No, it's like, that's exactly correct. Um, and so as they're driving, as Booth and Bones are driving, they found out that like two of the guys are dead or whatever. And so they're able to identify which guy it is. Um, and they go out and visit the widow who is like, I had his body cremated. They're suspicious of her. And she's like, get the hell out of here. Fair. Um, yeah. And... Um, then we go back to the hospital and Amy is drawing with Angela when she sees her parents speaking to the doctors and they find out that the treatment didn't work. And it's just like four to five sprinkles of sadness breaks. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to solving a mystery. Yeah. Um, so Booth and Bones go to the funeral home and they look at the ashes of the cremated old man and they just, decipher that it's definitely William Hastings, the person who they thought it should be. Um, and they decide that maybe the widow was telling the truth and she didn't know about the whole, cause they thought she was in on it like because scam. yeah, because they didn't have a lot of money cause the husband was an idiot. Um, they assumed that she was just trying to make some cash on the side. Um, so they think that the funeral, um, people who took the body um that they actually sold the parts and then Mm -hmm. cremated the rest of him so they go back to the funeral home and bones is observant i don't think it was that (laughs) difficult because we all notice it but it's fine um and they're in a showroom of caskets um but was clearly used to be like a lab area where they were yeah cutting up with this old man this old serial killer which i was kind of like they put down carpeting and stuff like they yeah. reworked that layout yeah. fast because like what she realizes is that once the funeral home knew they were sniffing around mm-hmm. they were trying to cover their tracks so they completely rearranged yeah. where their lab and their showroom were mm-hmm. and i'm like they put down carpet they did <laughs> they worked fast um so then um bones takes even though they did an excellent cleaning job bones um stands up on a casket and takes a sample from the vents because there will be bone dust in there Mm -hmm. and they discover bone particulates from seven different people Mm -hmm. Um, that's rough that's yeah that's um 
but since the mortician wouldn't have the actual like surgical surgical skills to do the grafts, they determined that he must have had a partner. And Bones figures out that it's the transplant assistant Combs, mm-hmm. who was actually she had gone to medical school for a little while. I guess. Yeah, but she didn't finish. Right. But she knew enough because they knew the the mortician couldn't be working alone because right. he wouldn't have the skills to right. do the cutting to to harvest. Mm-hmm. So, like, she had ju- done just enough medical school to do the cutting, but yes. apparently too stupid to realize you shouldn't inhale bone dust, which is the part I really didn't get. Which seems obvious again, to anyone. Of course, if I'm wor- working around any person, dead or yeah. alive, I'm putting on a mask. Not yeah. just because of it's COVID, but, like, that's just what you do. Here's the thing. I've been in a room where you're sawing bones because my lab was a tissue engineering lab, and we, I guess you could basically describe that people in our lab used cow bones to make what are essentially bone grafts using like stem cells. So what I'm hearing right now is that you are bones. Well, I, yes, I didn't do the, bo- I didn't work. I did cardiac tissue stuff and then later oncology stuff, but people in my lab was a huge bone and cartilage lab. So literally one entire room of our lab was dedicated to milling and sawing bones. Mm-hmm. And I would go in there and help sometimes. It is literally like you do one bone mm. and the fucking entire room is covered in a thin layer of greasy bone dust. That's disgusting. It's super weird. And it's just like you're just realizing like, oh, this is biological matter. There's just yeah. like a film of biological matter everywhere. Um, I know. It sounds amazing. Did you so, wear like a hazmat suit? No. That's the thing about labs that I probably shouldn't say is that academic labs are the worst with that stuff. You're supposed to be quite safe. But like mm. in shows like, uh, yes, if you're working at the CDC at like some, you know, right, virus right, right. lab then yeah you're definitely doing that shit but like people are fucking walking around in flip-flops and shorts doing whatever the fuck it's just not it's not ideal i'm definitely also a terrible offender of that i'm i'm sorry to everyone so uh, you guys would go in there you'd saw through a bone and then just be covered in cow bone dust yeah i mean we wore ma- but that's what i'm trying to say though like you know to wear a mask because the minute that machine starts in your milling, hair yeah, it was disgusting Ew. for some of those people. You just got to wear goggles and a mask. But I, I had ne- I never had to spend that much time in there, which is nice for me. It wasn't my project. I would yeah. just like peek in. And it's interesting to see from like a learning perspective. Yeah. So I w- want to check it out. But yeah, all of this is really just to say like you can't even turn that fucking thing on without literally bone dust going everywhere. If you don't realize you need to wear a mask, then I don't know how to help you with that. Like seven <laughs> bodies in like. Then it's a good thing you didn't continue to try to go through <laughs> medical school because you would have been a terrible doctor. I, I was just like, because the telltale thing when they realized it was a transplant coordinator's assistant was like they knew it was her because she was coughing because the bone dust in her lungs. I'm like, by the seventh body, you didn't figure it out. <laughs> I mean. um, So... They arrest her. Great. She was pretending to be the bio... Because she had worked with that biotech lab, once they went under, she just continued to pretend to be them. Yeah. Which I feel like is would be quite a feat and is a little bit impressive, actually. Yeah. And I actually didn't even know how did Bones even eventually get onto her first. Was it because they were talking about... Like cell phone numbers and calls, and like, did she remember seeing that the girl had many cell phones or something? Yeah, I was not paying attention at the beginning, where presumably they showed a bunch of cell phones. Yeah, like when they first met, I just didn't see them. Yeah, um, and so, yeah, there's a mentioning of cell phones when Bone when Booth is interrogating the mortician guy. They mentioned phones, right? And she immediately between knows. that, yeah, between that and the fact that he wouldn't have the skill to do what it is that they were doing i think she just put two and two together because she like when they're uh booth is like questioning the mortician guy the minute she hears the thing about the phone she like busts out of there to go find the girl i was like wait so it was cell phones so yeah i guess 
Um, well, um, so we end the episode, um, and last thing I'll say about that too, sorry, Mm. this is neither here nor there. When Bone is that fucked up, if she was cutting out the pieces herself, you should have been able to see it. Oh, really? Yeah, like that's why I was a little like, how could the surgeon not have noticed? Like the how look like porous kind it of was, because you're looking at the cross section, yeah. it will look fucked up. I would, I I was thinking that, and then I was like, I'm no doctor. I don't know how like microscopic it is, or if it's literally physically perceptible from the yeah. naked eye. I mean, I think it it can be microscopic, but sure. like just based on the X-rays they were showing, where it was like practically nothing fucking in there, yeah. I was just like. Even just like sawing through, it would have been like way easier to saw through than you would expect. Like there would yeah. should have been so many telltale signs. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like Makes a lot sense. of people drop the ball here. Even if yeah. the transplant coordinator assistant lady was the the criminal person with it all with the mortician, a lot of people were not paying attention. Well, it was a year ago though. So could the bone have deteriorated? That like could it have looked pretty much okay when they first did the thing, and then over the course of the next year deteriorated to that degree? Um, I don't really think that makes a lot of sense because if anything, if the graft is taking well, it should actually basically become part of the original person's bone. So like it should be getting because like, I mean, of course, she was quite unhealthy because of the cancer. But like in theory, when they put it in her body, she was a healthy girl, like with healthy bone cells, like with normal bone density. So it's weird that that one part would just keep deteriorating with no like overlap. If that makes sense. When you say overlap. Like 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 the edges of the bone where the graft was in, like you would expect like cells to be migrating in there and like mm-hmm. you would still it, it would you would think it would it would almost be like she's a human bioreactor making that piece of bone almost healthier. Okay. If that makes sense. But I mean maybe I'm wrong, but I just I think that'd be super weird. I trust you, Dr. Lou. Cause the cells go in and they're the ones that lay down the matrix and they're the ones that like Anyway, you lost me at Matrix. All right, cool, 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 cool. I could be again totally wrong. This is not medical advice. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> please don't sue us. Um, does it? Would it be possible? Because I feel like they insinuate that. No, maybe I'm wrong. When Bones is interrogating the transplant assistant lady, no relation to Sean P. Diddy Combs, um, <laughs> and they. She mentions that um, because she was inhaling the bone dust stuff. Yeah. Like she was having like chest and like respiratory issues. Mm -hmm. Is she just suggesting because that stuff got into her system or because like you can't like ingest that and then get cancer, right? Oh, maybe. I was because that's what I thought at first. And I was like, oh, no, it's just that you just inhale a bunch of shit. I think they were mainly talking about the bone dust. But in theory, if any of that was carrying cells that were still viable and they landed in her lungs and basically start growing in there. Yeah, girl, check yourself out for lung cancer. Watch out. Good to know. Um, But yeah, that was actually the other thing I thought about later, too. Like she was the transplant coordinator's assistant and. I don't, again, this is not something I know because I've never had to deal with somebody who has passed away, like, intimately with the logistics. Oh, you've never sought up a body of a deceased loved one? <laughs> no. Just, just, you know, real, like, on the down low without a mask? <laughs> but I've also not had to, like, send a, a body to, like, mm-hmm. a funeral home. Like, yeah. do they not ask for, like, a death certificate? They absolutely like do. Okay, so that's what I was wondering because the death certificate should put cause of death on there. So as a 
person who's trying to do bone grafts, like, shouldn't you look at the cause of death, which would be mesothelioma for this body? <laughs> and you should know, maybe don't sell these bone Listen, grafts. they didn't cover that during the med school portion that she attended. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? At the very least, like, illegally steal bone from people that you think are at least healthy. Yeah. That the cause of death was not a terminal cancer. All right, whatever. She clearly wasn't thinking it through. There were just too many phones to manage, too many phone calls to, to to handle. Which I also didn't understand. Why do they need? She said like, oh, but if we get a, like, if basically if uh, the right part becomes free, then we need to be able to like contact the people. Look, but like, why can't really we just use one cell phones. phone to call another person? Like, I don't understand why there's so many. Phones. I don't either. I don't know if this was like in <laughs> why the. Why are there so many phones? And, and the thing like is, ten phones. The plot hinged on that too. So like, <laughs> maybe it's like, maybe it's like when they were just learning that burner phones were a thing. So they were like, oh, you know, she's bad because she has like ten burner phones. But like, I don't know, because you're right. She was only, I thought, only impersonating the one biotech tissue bank that's no right. longer business, but she's pretending to be them. So isn't that at mi- most one phone? I would think Why so. Why so many phones? I don't know. Or does she have to pretend to be, does the tissue bank just kind of collect from donors around the area and they act as like a central collection well, point? Are those, do those phones stay in that office or are those phones distributed to people who are set to receive donations so that there's always like you always have this phone with you no matter what it's not your regular cell phone this phone will be on 24 7 it's always got to be charged because we need you to get your ass in here if oh, we get that could be it but that's from the the hospital then i think that's like the official phone because like if you're but but i i don't think for i don't think these are in that category because it's not like a life-threatening like you need to get to the hospital immediately That's for a boat. That's the thing. I don't understand yeah. what the phone. If are it was for. like a heart transplant and you need to be right. ready at the phone, like if a heart comes in, right. Then that the person's hospital, already in the hospital. Yeah. Well, and the hospital would you would be contacting the hospital. You wouldn't be, and like that wouldn't be like a burner phone. Like everyone would expect and assume what are the phones you would have a phone for. Sex? I don't know, but apparently it's the sign of a huge criminal enterprise. <laughs> so phones, lots of them. And then, uh, yeah, they found, like, a bank account, I guess, that she had, I think they said, right? Oh, I don't even know. Look, at that point... I was so dazzled by the phones (laughs) that I didn't understand. Honestly, I couldn't... In, like, the 30 seconds I was paying attention, I couldn't understand the phone thing, and then I immediately gave up. Very quickly. And then I just, like, focused on how they, like, Bones was giving a hard time for not making it through med school. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) back off her! (laughs) Yeah, I, I saw them. She, like... Bones asks, like, one question about the phones. She gives one answer or, like, one sentence, and then they just arrest her. And I was like, oh, okay. I'll never know. Yeah. So after they arrest her, Angela is upset. And, like, I understood this part of, like, why she was upset. I actually got a little, like, oh, I mean, yeah. No, same. Like, yeah, that is really fucking unfair. Because there are people who actually exist in the world teenagers who are right. sick and that's incredibly unfair and this isn't justice like no. you th- you this isn't a situation where what is justice according to the system right it doesn't actually Correct. make you feel any better so i was like oh i feel you Ange. um and so hodgins tries to comfort her and he inspires her to <laughs> recreate the louvre in, in virtual VR. reality like she is like Elon Musk. Like mm-hmm. she is just creating things that don't even currently exist. Like, yeah. Where'd she pro- get that feed? Can you probably go to a website that has a tour 
like a 360 degree tour of the Louvre or something, maybe. For security reasons, I'm sure it's not that nope. extensive and because detailed. If it wasn't from that, she went in and what should have taken 10 years meticulously recreated yeah. every hall of the Louvre. I mean, because it is literally like the largest museum in the world, right? It's like five miles it's of enormous. fucking museum. Like, so like, yeah. What? Here's the thing. She's You're a genius. talking to a woman who took a set of bones <laughs> and regenerated with perfect accuracy a human man and his outfit. And his outfit. <laughs> she was able to deduce his fashion sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, if you told me a 60-year-old man, white guy, I'd be able to tell you what he wore to. <laughs> Just to be fair. The core anomalies part. New really balance. Got me. The khakis. Uh, and a button-up shirt. What was it? The anatomical variables and core anomalies. I'll never get over that. I'm going to say that all the time now. It was... Oh, where is it? Hold on. I wrote it down. Oh, anatomical Anatomical factors factors and core core anomalies. anomalies. (laughs) (laughs) Also, anomalies means something... Like, what? So you're inputting into your equation a bunch of outliers and unusual data points? Why does that get you closer to the right answer? Yeah. I don't look we (laughs) this is a great episode you're right Angela everything we've ever seen from Angela is that she should be a billionaire she at least 10 times over has done things with technology that we still cannot do she should be a literal genius by the way because from what I can tell because the snippets we hear about her life it's not like she went to like MIT or whatever and got like a coding degree like she just likes computers she just knows it somehow like she did like a you know Khan Academy class on coding she's good at pewters you know (laughs) she's She's into them and yet has program has like multiple different software programs that could change the world as we know it she writes a new program per episode to perfectly recreate something from like three known variables often having to do with race (laughs) (laughs) usually somehow centered on a bone and yeah and like one other Mm -hmm. data point Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's like voila she's a magician in programs that would take I mean, you make video games that look amazing, and those take a couple yeah. of years. With and teams she, upon teams yes, upon teams of with coders. like hundreds of people, and this one woman yeah. can create the Louvre seemingly overnight. Has anybody spent time watching the credit sequence at the end of a Marvel movie or a WandaVision like episode? thousands of people. It's 10 minutes long, yeah. and every name is in like three-point font. <laughs> For one min, one thirty minute episode. Yeah. So like, no, Angela is not doing this. I don't know what you're talking about. She that being is. said, she gave a poor girl dying from cancer a chance to see the Louvre again. Not to beat this with a dead horse. Um, this this girl should have just gotten the fucking Make a Wish Foundation and gotten a trip there. And honestly, like I was just like, what the fuck? We can do better for this girl. So I was just like, why? Tell her dad to take time off. He should take her to Europe. He was a very reasonable man. I think he would have been happy to. Oh, yeah. They seemed like very sweet parents and yes. they would take her for sure. But I was just like, stop acting like she won't see the real thing. Um, what I did not like was like they're, they put the goggles onto her and it's as if you're seeing from her point of view. But then they're showing her entire body in Inside this virtual it. world, which Ugh. doesn't make any sense. That's and CGI. it looks really bad. Ugh. You could have just shown like 
shown her head in the hospital room looking around and yeah. then shown, shown what it is her she's POV. looking at. Yeah. Which is what they set up when everyone's looking at the viewer because they're putting the VR goggles onto her. Did you notice she was wearing a different outfit and had it different jarring. hair? I noticed the hair. I didn't notice the outfit. Yeah. Because she, she wasn't wearing like her right. hospital clothes. or right, It was right. just like she was wearing a regular t-shirt and like her hair. Because she was just so transported. <sighs> so basically. This, and this was a better episode. That tells you they fundamentally don't even understand how VR works, by no. the way. Because they think you can look in on it like a movie and you can see the person, right. their avatar in it. Yeah. Ugh. That's fine. Unless anyway. it was just a real expression of the transportative abilities of you vr this is our failure of imagination <laughs> we can't even <laughs> comprehend the kind of programming that angela is doing she is rendering a completely new reality in real time anyway so uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the last note i have is like uh hodgin says something to angela about how uh think talking about how this is still such a bummer like he she can't give this girl everything like she can maybe give her this vr experience mm-hmm. in the loop but like what about love what about whatever and then hodgins is like love is overrated most of the time and he like makes googly eyes at her and, and then like, she kind of uh, smiles i was like ah, oh, walks away and you're like oh, okay guys <laughs> yeah that was just a little mini exactly flirt my moment, reaction you know it was great it was cute it was cute she's so much taller than him <laughs> i love it she is very statuesque. Yes. <sighs> I mean, again, I wasn't super annoyed by anybody. Correct. Like, I often also, um, and this is more than understandable, but the they didn't go over dramatic with the emotions of the parents. Like, yes. they're very, like, of course they're upset, but they were also kind of what you would expect from you know smart reasonable people mm-hmm. in that situation which was nice it didn't there's already enough drama that they didn't pack it on with the parents which i appreciated yes. um bones was not annoying yes she wasn't doing her like you said typical insensitive yeah. stuff where you have to be like jesus christ girl booth you know had one or two booth moments but yeah. overall he was also fine and the, yeah. you appreciate the fact that he wanted to help his boss and yeah recognize like the terrible situation that this you family felt was in the sense of like loyalty and compassion yeah. he was just like we're gonna look into this yeah. i don't care if it's not an official like, fbi case he was using his sick days just yeah. so he can go around and try to figure stuff out like this is one of those moments where i was like oh right he has a kid <laughs> yes i often forget that because <laughs> they never really talk about yeah. him <laughs> um so yeah overall if i had to give a score out of 10 Ooh. oh this is new yes if i had to give a score out of 10 10 being and really it for me it's just based on how annoying the characters are and how ridiculous they are not even about the ridiculousness of the crime or anything Mm -hmm. like i would say of all the episodes we watched this might be the one where they're the most reasonable in terms of character annoyances it's it's a 10. It's doing really well. In terms of interesting plot and stuff, it was different. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a 6 or a 7. You know, it's fine. It broke the typical mold of like, oh, yeah. somebody happens on a body. It right. looks goopy and weird. Colin Bones. <laughs> you know what goopy. I mean? Yeah. 
<laughs> it doesn't look normal. I appreciated when Angela, because she's so frustrated with the situation, she's like, we can figure out who, like, serial killers are from a bunch of bones and sludge. And yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's... You see the ridiculousness of the show, too, Angela, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's so real. Yeah. But I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty I agree. good. I mean, despite all the things I've said over the last 45 minutes. Despite your I frustration did. with a with, with a fictional dying girl. <laughs> I just. And her family. You know, it's such a weird thing to like, such a weird hill to die on. <laughs> And I could feel that you weren't coming along with me the ride, but I kept going at it anyway. <laughs> I just, I think I feel like those kinds of emotional things are so delicate and you have to get them right. You know what I mean? It's not about, it's not about even those characters. It's about, like you were saying, how they're trying to manipulate the audience's yeah, emotions. Yeah, it's like, just feels, it's like the whole, it's like the manic pixie dream girl thing. It's like, oh, and then here's the brave young girl with cancer and i'm just like you are just using her as a tool in this and i just felt frustrated by that because what would you have preferred i don't know if it's more about like the way in which they represent her like i don't know because it's like i don't know what i would have preferred and that's like maybe the most annoying critique of all like to not have a suggestion for what i would have liked to see done differently i think maybe it was just the tone of it i didn't Hmm like that so much of that story centered around how sad it made Angela feel to me. I think maybe that's what it is that I reacted to. I mean, I think it's just because so many of those characters aren't particularly emotional. Like, yeah. and she's the empathetic character. So of course it's going to like I shouldn't really be surprised. She's the main character. The girl is not a main character. Right. Angela is of course, by definition, all of these stories are coming in to show us other facets of these right. main characters. Right. But I don't know. I think I just, I, you're talking about, pediatric oncology like can you not do that to them like can you can you not take something that's like a very painful reality for a lot of people and use it as like your weird trope storyline and just kind of like shoehorn it in there i don't know you know it's a show about murder too i know i know (laughs) and you know me i don't give a shit about murders i'm like gory murder that's hilarious like i'm desensitized i think it's just like that's what i was saying it reminded me of the hurricane katrina thing it's Mm -hmm. like and it's obviously a different situation because the hurricane katrina thing was like oh also like way too recent to when it occurred like just so many problems with that but it just felt like another layer of like, I don't know, either do it better or do it differently or just like don't use this this way or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was just in a weird mood today, as I've already admitted. Um, so it did make me emotional, but at the same time rubbed me the wrong way in a lot of ways. <laughs> so it was it was a really weird experience for me. But I actually agree with you that overall I found it to be one of the better episodes. Oh, nice. Um, dudes. Dudes. Well, my dudes are going to be embarrassing. Not because I don't think they're attractive, <laughs> to be clear. Uh-huh. Because it'll reveal to you what I've been watching this week. I mean, that's fine. So, as I said, it's been a really busy week for me. Yes. And when I'm trying to focus and, but also, like, kind of get rid of some of my panic mm-hmm. and, like, not feel so stressed about how much I'm working, mm-hmm. one thing that makes me feel better is to put shows on in the background okay. while I'm working. Because I don't know how you concentrate. Like, I would never be able to do that. Well, that's the thing. I have to choose a show that's so dumb, you don't actually pay <laughs> attention to it, but you just, like, watch it, like, for one minute every 20 minutes, and you can still get the gist of it, okay. if that makes sense. Is it usually something you've seen before? Yes. Okay. And it's usually something I don't even care about anyway. Gotcha. So it's not like I'm going to rewatch like, Breaking Bad, because I actually right. like that show, and I would be into it. So, this week the dumb background stories <laughs> to just make me try to distract myself from how stressed i was mm-hmm. i was watching the show lie to me which is 
everyone's favorite. I don't think Tim Roth gets enough credit for his performance in that show. No, I'm not putting Tim Roth on my list. <laughs> no, I'm putting the other guy from that show on my oh, list. Yeah, he's cute. Which everyone, Who no looks one's like, surprised he by. He looks like Chuck. His name's Brendan Hines. He plays Eli Loker. I have pulled up images for you. Oh, I know he what he looks like. He is a white boy with dark he hair. He is so pale. He has the palest. Look at that. This is the least you surprising. You can see his heart beating through his skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pale. He, mean, but he's cute. He's cute. And he looks like every other guy I've and ever talked about. Yeah. This is very consistent with what Zen likes. <laughs> no one's thrown off by this one. So, yeah, he's easy on the eyes. Yep. His personality and whatever. I have I know zero about him. Same. The show is literally I can tune out 95% of the episode and be fine. The other show I've been watching because I think I need something in the background, but mm-hmm. I also need it to match my level of stress if that makes I sense always, uh, anytime i watch anything it's almost purely based on just my mood yes like some it's i can't watch certain dramas like there have been movies that i've wanted to see for years but i just like i can't get into that emotional space mm-hmm. and it might take me like 20 years to see same, it because same. i need to be in the right emotional space to watch it I'm exactly the same way. And so, like, I was feeling stressed. So I was like, I need to watch a show that's, like, tense right now, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I can oh. diffuse my own tension by watching the show. Interesting. It's, it's like, it's sometimes that's it's not like that. That's the opposite of how yeah. I am. Sometimes I watch, like, something really fucking dumb, like Gilmore Girls or Friends in the background, because yeah. I know this won't hurt my feelings at all. Right. And then sometimes I watch something like Scandal. <laughs> Which is such pure trash mm. and has such a convoluted, absurd storyline with a lot of death and a lot of tension. Is so that the one with Kerry Washington? Yes, it is okay. the one with Kerry Washington and it's just constantly a three-way love triangle thing. <laughs> anyway, I, I just like, you know, pretty people to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of weird like killing and intrigue happening, but Great. also so absurd that I can also laugh at it and yeah. it's you don't have to pay attention because there's no value in paying attention because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but... So I just, just wanted to some call real out. shade thread <laughs> scandal. <laughs> hey, I was watching. From Carrie, like season... I hope you're not watching or listening. <laughs> I just like jumped in at a random point in season two or something like have that. Have you seen the show? I have seen the show. Oh, okay. So the thing is, I know how dumb it gets and how incomprehensible it gets. So I started in the earlier seasons where it's at least somewhat adhering to some sense of reality and space and time. Okay. Um. Anyway, I really like Scott Foley's character in the show. Of course you do. <laughs> So, so I'm calling out Scott, Scott Foley, Foley, the most puppy dog white boy ever. He's the one from Felicity. Because oh, he Jesus plays a Christ. crazy killer. He plays an insane killer on the show. That's cool. That's different. Um, so it was like that weird moment of being like, but he has such a nice face. But he murders people in cold blood constantly with no remorse. Interesting. And so I was like, I'm into this. Scott Foley. Yeah. Is- yeah. You got a problem with my two pale white men? There's like an episode where they're like on the beach. So I guess they wanted him to look. They both looked like they've been in the sun to mm-hmm. make it look real. And it, I was almost just Did like, bro, so too much sun him? damage. <laughs> no, his skin looked too weathered. I was oh, like, no. you didn't. You should be wearing more sunscreen. <laughs> they did, why didn't they just do a spray tan? It literally was like that red of being yeah, out in yeah, the yeah. sun and fresh in the sun yeah, yeah, yeah. and on the beach. So you're kind of like, like, oh, I guess all the no. sea salt in the air kind yeah. of thing. I, I was just like a great look. He still looked great because he's Scott Foley, but I was just like, you can't do that to your skin anymore, dude. You're yeah, going to age too fast. You're not 25. Fast. You're yeah. in your 40s. It's just going to be not. permanent now. 
I was like, oh, no, you should go see your dermatologist. (laughs) (laughs) Melanoma is real. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, those are my guys. Yeah, you know what? Fuck you, man. (laughs) Yeah. Are they exactly what you expected? They are. Well, my first guy falls into that category. Ooh, which is unusual for you. Yes. Uh, Jason Siegel. I think he's adorable. Wait, me too, but I'm really shocked that you do. Really? Uh huh. Yeah, I think he's adorable. Wait, did you see him in something recently? Um, he's in a movie that I want to watch. That I don't know if it's going to be good or really bad. Um, uh, oh, I think I've seen that our he's doing friend the, the talk show circuit. Yeah. yeah. So he was on like Colbert or something. Um, and he seems he also again seems like a very nice guy. Yes. And he seems to have a really good sense of humor and stuff. Um, he seems to me like just a giant midwestern boy yeah goofy sweet midwestern yeah, guy totally raised on corn i'm like i like this which i think he's from california but i agree oh what yeah wow interesting I okay so. um but yeah he just seems like a big sweet i goof. agree and i'm i'm so into this unlike you i'm not gonna shame you for your choices <laughs> i'm not gonna be like he's so pale i can see his heart beating through his skin <laughs> yeah but my choices aren't scott foley <laughs> what's wrong with scott I should get a pass for Scott Foley. He's he so was hot when we were young, so no, it's just he like wasn't. in there. He was so Felicity, he, come he, on. But there was another guy in Felicity. Who was the other guy? That I don't fucking remember because I only got eyes for Scott Foley. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. I genuinely don't remember the show. Wait, who was the other guy in Felicity? Scott Speedman. So you prefer Wait, Scott, Scott Foley Speedman. over Scott Speedman? <laughs> You're a fool. Wait, I don't remember. Oh, wait, I've called out Scott Speedman before. No, you haven't. I a thousand percent have because he was on Animal, Animal, no, Animal Planet, no, Animal Farm, no, Animal <laughs> Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, is it? No, um, Animal. Oh, because he's in the Underworld movies. That's why I know him also. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you you are not helping yourself <laughs> I, I had seen him in the underworld movies where I thought he was super cute and he was in Animal Kingdom which Temperance Brennan did a cameo in hmm. sorry not the character um, the actress <laughs> <laughs> Bones doesn't show up in Animal Kingdom <laughs> to be clear. I wish she did oh my god what if she showed up in Underworld <laughs> 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 the vampires and the lichens are at war <laughs> um, okay Here's the thing. I think they're both great, and I feel like I definitely have mentioned Scott Speedman before. But even if, you if I haven't... If you had to choose between the two, right. you'd go with Foley? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. He's, he's such a, so tall. He's such a dad. He's, like, tall and broad He looks like he was a dad when he was 25. But that's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like white bread. Oh, okay. I don't feel like you're understanding <laughs> how basic my tastes are. <laughs> Yeah, he's like the embodiment of like Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, if I could say it once, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. <laughs> I think I should start writing this in my dating profiles. Honestly, I'm just literally just looking a nice, for a nice Midwestern boy. Midwestern boy. I'm just looking for a guy that looks like he's eaten so much high fructose corn syrup <laughs> in his life. Like, for real. <laughs> like... We're all getting diabetes. Like, that's just what I'm looking for at this point. He knows how to fix a tractor. I don't even care if he's good with his hands. I don't care if he can do any of those things. This is just the sensibility I grew up with and around. I just need dumb boys who are just used to growing up around open fields. (laughs) 
<laughs> the desperation look in your eyes was so real for a second. There. I don't want a guy who was raised on the mean streets of New York City mm. and knows what a skyscraper looks like. <laughs> I want a boy who spent the first never seen the 15 ocean. years of his life thinking land is always flat. <laughs> Please put that in your dating profile. <laughs> I don't know why I can't find him. <laughs> Probably because they're still there and I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. The one <sighs> thing. What a, anyway, Scott Foley. This has been a delight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another guy besides Jason yeah, Segel? Two others. Well, okay. So I watched. He's not my type in that he's very little and thin, but ooh, interesting. Rami Malek. I just watched him oh, in that. Um, he's so beautiful. Um. Yeah. In the. I can't remember the name of it. The new movie he just did on HBO with uh, Denzel Washington. Um, oh, I didn't and, know about that. Uh, yeah, he he looks real good. He oh, is that like a, a detective, detective movie? Yeah. Oh, is that the one where Jared Leto is playing like a yes. crazy person? Yes. And everyone's like rolling their eyes because it's Jared Leto playing a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The thing is, if you hadn't watched a bunch of detective stuff like we've both seen a shit ton of, mm-hmm. And you didn't know who, if this was like the first thing Jared Leto had ever been in, you'd be like, oh, wow, that was really like good. He was really good in it. He was so creepy. Like there is a thing that happens that is unexpected, but because it's mostly following the same blueprint as so many detective things, you're just like, yeah, okay. Even though it's done, even though it's done well, it's with good actors, but. Nothing surprising, nothing fresh. One surprising thing. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. It's, I still enjoyed it. Okay. But it just wasn't like, you know, mind blowing. Um, but he looked great in it. Um, and he is very good in it. Not that he had a ton to work with, but I enjoyed it. Um, and then my third one is I've been on a real Korean guy role recently. Um, and that show Sweet Home that I like so much. Yes. Um, this guy plays... and. Depending on his hair and stuff, he this guy has a thousand different looks, and I don't like him when he's all clean cut, because um, in Sweet Home he plays this like thug guy. Okay. And so he has like long hair that's like pushed back, and he looks so good. Um, but his name is Legion Wook, and he's a handsome, handsome man. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. But when he's clean cut. He, I will show you a picture of him clean cut. He Two looks baby face or something? He, a little a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I just, mean, he looks there because he looks like a little dangerous. Yeah. He looks a little dangerous. His hair is long. I like longer hair. And I like that he's got a little stubble to make him look more like dude, dudely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, when he's like clean cut, his hair is like short and like trimmed. It kind of just, I mean, I mean, he looks like a businessman. Yeah. yeah, an attractive businessman. But in the show, and apparently I was reading about him because I'm a creep. And um, I guess in Korea, he's known for being in like rom-com type stuff. So oh. like him playing this guy in Sweet Home was like a huge departure. Oh, good for him. So like career yeah. wise, probably a big deal. Yeah. And he was great in it. Mm-hmm. Um he mostly just walked around and scowled a lot, and I was super into it. Um, yeah. He's... Now I'm going to ask you to make a choice Yeah. between him, and it's embarrassing that I still can't remember his real name, Han. 
Um, oof. I think the guy's name is Kung Sang or something like that. Um, Sung oh. Kang. Sung Kang. Close. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to look up both of them and see. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! With their with each having their optimal haircuts. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is very important. Yes, we're only just putting up the best against the best. <laughs> okay. This is optimal haircuts. <laughs> this is very important to me. Then the uh, the more and more I watch this, the more and more I am like I need them to have the right haircuts. Um, that's true. You notice hair a lot. I do. Uh, I'm going with Legion Wook. Mm. His optimal haircut versus Han's optimal haircut. Um, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with him. I, I get that, like, I, I think that makes a little um, sense because even, because Han's character is just, like, goofy, kind of laid back, chill, yeah. but, like, this guy sounds like he's, like, very masculine and manly, and that's your whole thing? Yeah, he kills people. And you love that. Yes. But he does it, he kills a bad guy, so I'm like, this is justice. He's a killer with a heart of gold. He is. He's a killer with rules, which is important. Yes. He ends up bonding with a girl and stuff. I'm just like, look at this guy. He's mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, he looks really good in this particular picture. I think I good agree God. with your decision. Thank you. Yep. So those are my three guys. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you laughing about optimal haircuts? <laughs> just laughing at all of it. <laughs> this entire conversation. This is how ridiculous we've both revealed ourselves to be. What are you be. talking about? This is a Pulitzer prize winning conversation <laughs> this is journalism here's the thing what people don't realize is this is exactly what we talk about normally <laughs> it just so happens there are microphones here this is like not even remotely for show no it's very real we'd be having this conversation i'd be like you would come downstairs we'd be hanging out be like yeah. yo look at this guy and be like, Ooh. <laughs> Kind of like the time we were in CVS and we were waiting because I had to buy deodorant and we were looking oh, yeah. at all the box. The uh, hair products for men, the hair dye for men. <laughs> we were talking about which ones we would bone. And then a CVS worker who was just trying to restock the goddamn shelf was like over near us and we were like, oh, whoops. <laughs> this poor fucking guy. walking by us and we kept having to get out of the way. He's just trying to do his job. We're like, this guy with the medium brown dye. <laughs> wouldn't fuck him but i wouldn't fuck this guy well i think we were both picking our favorites because there was like 25 30 boxes yeah. so we were each picking who, are, just, who we would marry all basically the same white man and just imperceptible differences in hair color and there were a know. couple brown men brown black men oh yeah but it was sort of just like a shelf of men yes <laughs> it was like three shelves of men and two 33 year old women being like which one would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was so much fun. Oh, memories. Um, <laughs> hypothetical. Yes. And I'm trying. So I have two options here. Okay. And I'm trying to remember if one of them we've already talked about. Okay. I have one that I feel like it would require more thought. Okay. Um, let me ask the one because I always forget to also think about what my answers would be and oh, I actually yeah. did this time nice. but like 
This is one I think is I'm more curious about. So if you were suddenly given master hacker abilities, like <laughs> Matrix style, you just like, zoop, it's in oh, your brain. I just plug in. You just, you have it. Gotcha. You immediately have it today. What would you do with that power? So if I could just put a plug into my head and learn anything that I wanted, is it that exact matrix power? Oh, no. I specifically mean the ability to hack, to be like a, like a, oh. a hacker, like the best hacker in the world. You can hack anything. I'm just wondering what would you do with that ability? Um, hmm. Probably like anonymously expose horrible corruption. You know, okay. pol- political or business. You're or whatever. a better person than me because I was like, I just steal money. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like, I'll write an algorithm and I'll target the one top one percent and I'll just, just siphon from, off money. Take it from Bezos. Yeah, I'll yeah. just siphon off money from all the most rich people in the world and most rich corporations, and then I'll just be a millionaire and go live my life. <laughs> or I'm sorry, a billionaire to be clear, and just go live my life. I had no thoughts about justice. <laughs> didn't even think about that all right so very good for you um okay i guess this is the who's a better person olympics <laughs> jacks is like i'm exposing <laughs> i'm exposing the worst of society i just it's so i feel like a real angela and just things are just not fair that's true and there's just there's no way to like it will take such a long time, if at all, to like chip away at the injustices that if I could like speed that shit up, mm. oh boy, would I love to. So it would be like, okay, if you know somebody's uh, was um, maybe put on trial for something they shouldn't have been or charged for something they shouldn't have been, would you be like oh. trying to like get rid of the evidence or like obliterate guess, that record or something oh, like that? Oh, no, because I wouldn't want to do, I mean, granted I'm hacking, but... I very much worry about changing the course of people li- people's lives mm-hmm. and stuff in a way that I did not intend. But, like, stuff where, even if it's stuff that we know about, but you don't see, like, how, you know, so many products are made in China just with, like, oh. incredibly horrible, like, inhumane working conditions So it's, and like, stuff. stuff we know that it's wrong, but we yeah. don't have the mechanisms to fix it. Totally. You just expose it's it. It's all buried yeah. in fucking memos and whatever the right. fuck. Or, like, they want to put somebody in jail, but they can't because they don't have the evidence. You find the evidence. Oh, see, I was going more macro and less micro. Mm-mm. And, like, political corruption, like, Wall Street stuff. Like, I want those fuckers in prison. Got it. How can you put someone in prison for, like, having a little bit of pot, but people on Wall Street who can steal millions upon millions of dollars from hardworking people who are just trying to, like, play by the rules, and they can just go off into the sunset, no problem? Fuck that shit. I'm so mad. So, like, that stuff. Take down the major players, guys. So, after I stole money from everyone to enrich myself, (laughs) I would... Um, read top secret government files on everything. You would what? Read top secret government files on everything. Area 51, baby. Yeah, like what's happening there? What weapons are we developing? What new technology does the government have but is not released to the general public yet? So that's number two on my list. So so basically, number one and number two, nothing to do with justice. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you found out? I mean, here's the thing. At this point, 
there are hardly any, at least in terms of like major, not to sound shitty, but like major players in world politics. They've all, at some point or another, and in various different ways, have like financed terrorism essentially mm-hmm. and like done terrible things. So if you found out about, you know, Captain America style <laughs> that they were building a terrible weapon or something, what do you do? Or you just go, oh, interesting, and continue on to You the mean next America thing. specifically or other, other governments? Any, any government, yeah. I think if it's another government, then I would send that information to, I guess, maybe our government anonymously. But do you trust our government? Well, I guess it's more about like, I think our government should know about it because at the end of the day, whether or not I like the people in our government or I trust our government, I trust that our government's number one interest is us and this is where I live. So if it's a really truly dangerous weapon like that, then I want us to know about it. If that makes sense. I think at this point, I 100% hear what you're saying. I think at this point, my distrust of the government is so great that I don't even know if I would say anything because I'm just like oh interesting it kind of feels like the people who are in charge maybe not now as much but just generally like they don't care so much about our country as much as they just care about themselves yeah and I would cynically assume that they're just going to figure out a way to somehow profit off of it and whatever Mm. so I'm just very distrustful at this point. No, I think that's totally reasonable because the world is a dumpster fire these days. Um, And we've seen in no uncertain terms, like what politicians in our country really care about when it comes down to it. I think Um, the only person in government who I trust is the prime minister of New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's an interesting one. Like maybe not even about us, but like to one of, to allies, maybe everyone gets, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the safer way than to, to make it not be about like one person profiting or one country profiting or one, uh, just kind of show it to the world. I don't know if I would show it to the world because I feel like then there's an element of like mass panic slash messing up. I feel like there's like definitely a, a level of, um, Diplomacy and, and like you know world politics that I don't understand. I don't want to like throw totally. a fucking bomb into it. Do you just it. send that like, file to? Yeah, maybe send it to MI the UK. Six yeah, or MI five. Yeah, or like whatever. send it to us and all our allies or something yeah. like that. Because now everyone knows about it, so maybe they can hold each other accountable. Right, right, right. Yes, that would okay. be my best guess. Okay, Angela Merkel's getting it. I'm giving it to her. I fair. Yep, she's very organized. <laughs> yes. I, I like her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But really, you're just sitting on an island. But primarily. That you bought with your coconut. This is only happening after I finish reading all, like, the fun gossip that I could find in <laughs> the, the top secret files. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm sure there's, like, some Kennedy, Marilyn Monroe files in there. I just. Who killed JFK? I just want to know what's up. <laughs> you want to read what's the People magazine of like? government. <laughs> yeah, I want to sit exactly like you said on my private island with my delicious food and my awesome clothing that I can't fit into anyway, but <laughs> but it was probably super expensive and feels really good. Um yeah, and then I just want to peruse you know government servers. That might take me some time because I can assume there's a ba- lot it's of information there. And then I will turn my attention to world events. Of course, if something pops up on my radar that I need to address sooner, I can happily prioritize that. But 
you know. I'm a multitasker. You are. I can multitask. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if I find out someone's like a fucking child rapist in the process of reading <laughs> oh, through Jesus. stuff, I'll absolutely put that information out in the world. Cool. Yeah. I will incite a mob against a child rapist, no problem. <laughs> I have no issues with that. Same. <laughs> what if I was like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another line's being drawn and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Cool. I'll come visit you. So different priorities. I'll come visit you on the island. Can you just keep you like a little cottage? Can you keep a little island. cottage for me? <laughs> oh, you don't want like a mansion or whatever? You just want a cottage? A mansion would be overwhelming. Just even just like. What about a single family home? Fine. Okay. A cute bungalow? Yeah, something like that. I don't want too much because I don't want to clean that much. Why would you be cleaning? Oh, yeah. I'm a billionaire, you psychopath. <laughs> I would feel guilty, I think. No, like we're obviously someone... hiring people. We're paying them very well. Okay. We'll pay them like 200K okay. to keep our house. Okay, that clean. makes me feel better. We're not taking advantage of anyone. Okay. We're not assholes. Okay. <laughs> I expose you. <laughs> <laughs> I found the source of all corruption. <laughs> we're just sitting next to each other at the dining room table and you're sending an email I'm exposing just me. staring daggers at you. <laughs> You know what? And I'll funnel some money into like things that I care about. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> now you will. No, but like like animal shelters, like charities yeah, that I care about, course. things like that. I will funnel money to them. Nice. But I will scrutinize their financials first. I mean, I've had to do that more recently. Was you know donating to various charities and stuff because COVID is mm-hmm. just wreaking havoc on everything, and kind of doing my due diligence of like. Yeah. Exactly. Do you guys, you know, what percentage of your money goes to the actual organization versus, you know, this yeah. and the other thing? Yeah. Totally. What was your other hypothetical? Or would you like to save it? Or, or do you want to do yours? Um, mine, Too uh, heavy? No, no, no. Oh. It just, I think it would require some thought. Okay. So maybe next time I'll send it to you, bef- like a day or two before, oh. so you can like think about okay. it. Maybe. Yeah, my hypotheticals not, are never th- very digging it's deep. It's not that much thought, but too much thought for right now. My hypotheticals are always like, if you were a transformer, what would you be? <laughs> <laughs> when I was Googling out for good hypotheticals, I found that come up again. <laughs> and I honestly thought about like, should I just say it again? <laughs> just to like do regular touch points to see if that's changed. <laughs> Throughout the course of this episode of this podcast, I will we'll just do regular check-ins. Will forever be a fighter jet. A fighter jet. <laughs> I want to fly and get the fuck out of there. Why? What were you a fire truck or some shit? Okay, so I would change mine. <laughs> okay, here's my. But I'm not gonna just copy and say fire fi- fighter jet. What would yours? Okay, be? yeah, space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really got me, son. <laughs> Fuck you. I have dumb mi- questions. I have dumb answers. Missiles. <laughs> you can just enter a different atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, I can go to space. Yeah. <laughs> All alone. <laughs> no one else. Oh, that's so right. I can't. Nobody else can. Uh, all right. I haven't thought it through. <laughs> Look. You know what? This is clearly one that I also need additional time to ponder. <laughs> Okay, my other one, which is also kind of dumb. Mine are always dumb. Yours are uh, always delightful. <laughs> and I appreciate that you take the pressure off me having to think of them. So, oh, no. if you became immortal, 
and you don't okay. feel pain. Ooh. But like, kind of like how when you like get an epidural, like you feel pressure and you feel sensations, but you don't like feel the pain. I don't I've know why you got an epidural. <laughs> I don't know why you said that as an example. <laughs> I think it's just what I've always heard women say, like epidurals don't make you feel like nothing like they don't completely numb you like you feel pressure and you still feel sensation mm. you just don't feel the pain part of it like getting because i've had so much dental work done having a numb mouth but you can yes. you know your it's your tooth is being yeah. drilled but it doesn't hurt i'm just trying to say like you're not completely numb to feeling right okay you're just not feeling in like pain right what physical feats would you try if i was immortal and i couldn't feel pain yeah do you have an answer? So my mind went a little dark and then I reined oh, it in a little Jesus. bit. So my happy normal answer is I would go like skydiving because I've always wanted to do that. But my anxiety and fear is just too intense. I wouldn't be able to handle it. But if I knew there could be no possible bad consequences, I'd go for it. So that's sort of normal. Okay. But then my other answer is, don't you ever just wonder what it feels like to get stabbed? <laughs> No, I've literally... Or, like, I've never been in a fight, you know what I mean? Like, what's it like to get, like, punched in the face or something? <laughs> oh, I, I don't think Jax likes this. <laughs> but you're not actually gonna know because you don't feel pain, so you're not gonna know, get 100% like, of the experience. You're right, and this is that's why I'm such a little baby. <laughs> like, I could never really experience any of those things, but I'm just like, I just, I'm curious to know what that experience would be like but i'm afraid of pain so i don't want to have to it's more just like knowing the sense maybe it's like a little bit of pain but it's not horrible i don't know but like you know it's only like 10 percent of the yeah typical pain that it would not be like something. not debilitating so that i would actually just be like i wonder what it's like to get stabbed in the stomach or something or like in the chest i'm just curious <laughs> oh, no this is gonna be used as evidence against you at some point <laughs> when you crack i just wonder um, you know why I wonder, let me just say this. Oh, or like a gunshot wound. I just want to be really clear. The reason why I wonder about this <laughs> oh, is sure. not because I have. This to is how you also wish. donate money to organizations. <laughs> yeah, sure. Zen. After you steal it. You know why? It's because more and more these days in action movies mm. like this. I feel like yes, what I know people what are say. able to like bounce back from right. just gets more and more ridiculous with time. Most of the time, if you were a guy in a bar fight and you get punched in the face once, yeah. that's the end of the fight. Right. And now we're like people are getting ran over by cars. They're getting bricks to the head. Like all this crazy stuff is happening and they bounce back and they keep fighting. And I know that it's obviously not real. Right. But I think part of me is just like, to I what wonder what the limit is. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm just that's why i'm just like I, i'm curious what if what it'd be like to get shot because it's like how many times have you seen an, an action movie where somebody got, gets shot and he just and, keeps up even, and he wins the fight against 10 more dudes or afterwards. they don't even feel it because they're also yeah. in a firefight and your adrenaline's going exactly. or something i can attest to on a very small degree how much adrenaline does for you right like i i was playing soccer and i um the ball bounced and me and the guy it was like a six foot tall guy which was a terrible idea um but his knee went into my is it tibia is that the lower part of your leg i don't know i don't know what the bones names are um and it was just a very small fracture but it fractured my leg and like there was weird bruising stuff but i played the rest of the game <laughs> you know it was the beginning of the game because the adrenaline you didn't even notice i knew it and it hurt but your adrenaline's going so much that, like, 
it just it masks that pain for a certain amount of time and now that i'm older like i could play a soccer game and then just whatever feel fine but now because i would often walk home from the game it's like i can slowly feel as that adrenaline wears off it's like my body turns to stone and i'm just like powering down like halfway through the walk so like that is pretty incredible what your body can do i will say the original version of this question was just you are immortal so Mm -hmm. you would still feel the pain but i was too scared of the pain so i added that in so maybe so i and i so like maybe that's something to consider like maybe for something like that like if i'm curious like what are the true limits of your body maybe you can't have the pain masking to know the answer to that i mean i don't know i don't know if it would be for me like i i'm a sprinter by Mm. trade i'm not a long distance runner but if the pain portion was like if that could be translated to i don't get tired Mm -hmm. or at least not nearly as easily as i usually do in real life yeah also because i'm mostly sedentary at this point Mm -hmm. but like i would love to be able to run a marathon i would love to be able to do like a tough mutter or something i mean depending on how good your body is and if you're really not feeling like when we say pain, if that extends to exhaustion, fatigue, whatever. Right, 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 right. Could I become a fucking Navy SEAL? Because all of that is just endurance. Yeah. And, like, can you withstand it? It's also, obviously, mental and emotional strength. But, like, I was, when I was a kid and I saw G.I. Jane, I was fascinated by it. Because, like, huh. their ability to push their bodies to such a degree is so mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even fathom it. Yeah. Um, Agreed. So, like... And it's, I'm very comfortable with the fact that men physically are just built different than us yeah. and they are sh- physically stronger most of, you know, 99% yeah, of the biology. time. Totally fine. I don't need to go into a war zone. Um, but like, I would love to know what it's like to have such strength and like be able to do all those like amazing physical feats. <laughs> so I'm just laughing because I was like, I'll jump out of an airplane and stab myself. <laughs> And then and I'll get into a bar fight. And then you were like, I'm going to go into the Navy SEALs BUDS program and run a marathon. But because all my life I've been athletic, but not to the degree that I wanted to be. And I saw other people who could. I just have always wanted it. That's all. I feel like this has definitely come up in some shade in a different hypothetical, too, where we talked about, like, being an athlete. Or, like, we could be another person, right? But, um yeah, I'm just out here trying to do things I would normally be afraid of. And you're just out here trying to accomplish and achieve things. Which is maybe why. But that's so fascinating, too, because it makes me wonder, does that mean we fundamentally look at the world a different way? I think about the world about in, in terms of all the things that I would do if I didn't feel so scared and anxious mm. and what I wish I could do if I could overcome those things. Same. And you are it's like it's like you're you're thinking about I would do all these things if only my body would like physically get me there. Like that's the only part that's holding you back. It's not the will or the motivation. It's just like the physicality. So if you had it, you would just go for it. I think I'm more, we've discussed this. I think I'm more self-motivated maybe than you are. Well, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, what, what do you, what do you think I'm motivated by? Naps. <laughs> I did say to a friend recently, the older I get, the more I become a cat. Like, I'm just, like, cranky, sleepy, nappy all the time. Same. Yeah. Um, and I think 
even though I'm not nearly as smart as you, I think I have the confidence in my... Excuse me. I just said I wanted to get shot and stabbed. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I want someone to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I just want to know if I can be Jason Bourne is really what it comes down to. I think I have more, I guess, confidence in like my abilities, maybe. Not that I've done much or anything, but maybe it's what comes with hmm. athleticism. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so I also am not mentally fit enough to be a Navy SEAL, hmm. but at least like, you know, they show them like running for miles, like holding all holding a log or yeah. some shit. Or like they don't let them sleep for like seven days straight yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. And like they just. Like, they're sitting at desk after being awake for, like, 36 hours, yeah. and they turn off the lights and jack up the heat, and they're trying to, like, stay awake. And I I was fascinated by the movie G.I. Jane. I think about it more often than I realize. I just want to know if I could do it, if given those extra abilities. I believe in you. Thanks, pal. <laughs> I just have to become immortal and not feel pain. <laughs> also, I think it's funny that, like, I guess it makes sense, but you're just going to stab yourself. <laughs> you not even have someone else do it to you. Well, but- someone will definitely have to shoot me, but, like, <laughs> I mean, just the angles and stuff, right? But, I mean, like, you could just, like, in your shoulder or something do uh, it to yourself. I want to, like, straight on, though. I just want to. But you can stab yourself? Well, maybe not then, but I just was like, who's going to stab you? Who are you going to get to convince to stab you? I don't know why I think it's harder to get somebody to stab me than shoot me. Listen, if a German guy can find another person who's like, yeah, I definitely want to eat you on oh, Craigslist. I want you to eat my then penis. Then you can find someone who will just be willing to stab That's you. That's true. You're right. I you guess just need to go to a prison. I'll ask the guy who shoots me to also next time stab yeah. me. Yeah. He'll be like, right. two for a great. I guess I just figure bar fight or something would be easy. Just really? go to find a drunk person and, and provoke them. <laughs> Until they punch a, a small Asian girl in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just go <laughs> tap a big burly man on the shoulder. Just go to the really next MAGA rally. Yeah. And then just be like, <laughs> yeah, screw you, redneck like, cracker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Wait, what were you saying? Oh, about finding somebody to stab and, and murder and like oh, beat me? You should find, in terms of like finding someone to stab and shoot you um you should get like a doctor or someone your sister <laughs> someone who knows that wherever they stab you like it's oh. not gonna be like a major artery or but something. i'm immortal though that's the thing so i don't really give a shit oh okay i'll just like walk into the hospital or wait are they gonna be like why do you have a gunshot wound i'll be like how do i explain this <laughs> so i'm immortal <laughs> And here's the thing, with this newfound ability, I was like, what do I do? Get someone to shoot me. <laughs> I mean, if this is the case, you should become an actress and you could be like a stunt person in movies. Honestly, I realized as we were talking, like, maybe what I should be doing is signing up for the CIA. <laughs> yeah and they're like no nah, you have loose lips you can't keep a secret to save your life become a stunt person on all like the fast and furious movies That's and stuff true. you could go and essentially be part of them but not you know have to yeah. be part of them yeah yeah yeah. and you're never gonna feel that pain when you're you know jumping around on cars and shit you'd hang out with vin please invite me i'll be like vin punch me vin, <laughs> vin punch me bro fuck your familia now punch me <laughs> 
Just utter something mean about Paul Walker. You're done. Oh, boy. So much I has been revealed. love your hypothetical. <laughs> they make me laugh so much. Because they just produce the stupidest answers. They're the best. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. I don't know who is listening to this. Uh, and you know take away with it what you will yeah uh hey tweet at us instagram us let us know what you would do if you were immortal i would love nothing more (laughs) um it's onr podcast on instagram uh i don't know what it is on twitter because i don't know how twitter Twitter works twitter is i'm so sorry that i've been sort of delinquent with this so i apologize for all the people who've been clamoring to get in touch (laughs) with us I'm sorry. Oh, I'm like that. Have episodes behind on posting stuff for uh, the Instagram. So on Twitter, it's Bone Zone Podcast. The the handle is at Bone Zone Pod. Cool. So yeah, let us know how you would uh, commit self harm (laughs) if given the option. I guess. (laughs) Would you join the Navy SEALs or just ask someone to be to stab you? (laughs) Just two equal options. The possibilities are endless. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Check those things out. Let us know. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.